A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Nerd Cave Retro is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Greetings, programs, and welcome back to the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. And I'm Derek Diamond. And uh, how was your week, sir? Uh, Very long. Very (laughs) long. Uh, For those who live in the southeast region, there's quite a bit of rain that we've dealt with over the last couple of weeks. So I've had a lot of tarp pulls at work. We did (laughs) – what day was it? We did three in one day. Really? It was on Wednesday or Thursday, and that that's basically you're putting a giant piece of plastic on a baseball field so that it doesn't get rained on, Yeah, and then, then you have to take it off so the grounds crew can prep it for the game. <laughs> well, we had Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday, we put the tarp on, then took it off, and then within the first inning, it just started pouring. So we put it on, like in the pouring rain, my hair is like stretched down to here it was annoying and uh, problem. the game got the game got postponed so it, yeah this trust me it's a problem that you don't want to deal with but um yeah so we had two double headers in a row so it, it's been a very very long day but um have had some time to play a little bit of video games i just bought the uh, crash bandicoot insanity trilogy which is the first three games of the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, uh, completely remastered. Graphics look great. It looks like a modern-day Saturday morning cartoon, <laughs> which is really cool. They remastered the music, the sound effects. It's it's a gorgeous-looking game, and they didn't really change anything as far as the story and the mechanics go. So it, it's been a lot of fun going back and revisiting those. Next week, I'm actually going to review Crash Bandicoot 2 for uh, the original PlayStation, That's which awesome. is... My personal favorite in that trilogy, 
But if you're a Crash Bandicoot fan, definitely get the Insanity Collection. It's basically three games for the price of less than one modern day game. So it's a pretty good price. And then I also played a little bit of Star Tropics, which you've reviewed here in the past. Such a good game. It, it was fun. Um, the mechanics, it, it was very Zelda-like. It does even take when a I'm looking bit, at the... It, hmm? it does take a little bit to get used to the uh, the controls yes. for that game. But once you get used yeah, to you, it, it, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's really not that bad. I've only beat the first boss. Like, I haven't really made that far into it at all. I just played it literally for, you know, 20 minutes or so this morning. But it, it's fun. I, I liked it. Awesome. I'm glad you got to uh, to play it a little bit. I'd like to hear um, you kind of a, a review from you about it. Yeah. After you get to play it for yeah, a while. Yeah, for sure. But how's your week been? Uh, long, hot, and wet and gross. So pretty much yeah, a, it's, a, a typical Gulf Coast It's week. July, so <laughs> we're getting into those really hot months. Yeah, it's awful. I can't, I can't take it much longer. I need to move far far away from here yeah 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 <laughs> but uh but let's go yeah. ahead and move into the news for this week now we got a couple of stories this week and and, and not really a whole lot of n- actual news stories but um one of them here is actually more of a discussion piece from Kotaku, no, no, this is from uh, BBC.com, about why retro gaming, uh, why players are returning to the classics. Um, and really, it's um, it's a lot of, uh, let's talk about Nintendo, uh, arcade revivals, uh, the people love playing stuff like, you know, Mario Sunshine, Mario Kart Double Dash, and stuff like that. Uh, and then it kind of goes into a uh, national video gaming arcade that opened up in Nottingham in 2015. And it talks about the different arcades uh, that have kind of popped up uh, along uh, in Europe and stuff like that. And uh, it's all also about like just a feeling of nostalgia. Uh, it's what people want. It says it is the feeling of nostalgia being able to look through the game, see and feel the boxes. And this is also because of... Uh, the way people want to buy their games and uh, there are physical stores uh, popping up uh, and gaming cafes and things of that nature that are popping up all over the place. So, uh, so what do you think it is about retro gaming that really is starting to get people like it's starting to get back into the, the mainstream? I think it really depends on your age and the sentimental value that's attached to it. If you're someone who's, you know, I mean, I know you're a little bit older than me, but, you know, your age and really even my age, those who really grew up in the 90s, it's that feeling of nostalgia and reminiscing about your childhood, simpler times. Uh, Back when there's a different feel about retro games than there are modern games. Some modern games are a lot of fun, but I just love the mechanics, the looks of like a Sega Genesis game or a Super Nintendo game, yeah. so on and so forth. So I, I think it really depends uh, on you know your sentimental attachment. I think if you're someone who's you know maybe in your early twenties or late teens or maybe even a little bit younger than that, I think it's just 
you didn't grow up with that type of gaming. You didn't grow up in that era. You weren't even alive then. So it's that kind of discovery and seeing where video games came from. But do you but, really... So long story... Sh- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, do you think that uh, kind of more or less the kids today can really get into the retro game stuff, you know? I mean, do they love these games as much as we did back in the day? Or could they? Oops, sorry about that. Could could they? I think so. But I think the love of it is different because they didn't grow up with it. Yeah. You know, you, you can play a game. Like, there are even some older games that I'll go back and play that I didn't when I was a kid. And I'll think they're good games, but I don't have that same attachment because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. You know, I grew up with Mario, I grew up with Zelda, so I'll have attachments to those. But going back and playing, like, say, an Earthworm Gym, a game that, you know, I knew was popular. I mean, there was even a cartoon on it, but I didn't grow up with it. So while I might think it's fun, I don't think of it in the same way as those other properties that I grew up loving. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's really for me more of a actual just nostalgia thing. Like I I love all these games that we play. I mean, that's the biggest reason why we started this show was because of just nostalgia for this stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think with people our age, it's it's that classic "what's old is new again" type thing. You know, I'll go in like the mall or even like a Walmart or a Target. And you'll see old video game type merchandise. Like they've brought back the the SNES SNES style of artwork that they used for Super Mario World. And that's been the artwork they've used for the Mario Brothers characters, like on t-shirts, cups. And it's kind of cool to see that because I always love that art style. Yeah. So I'm glad to see it making a comeback. So really when it comes down to it, I think it just depends on your age the era you grew up in and what specific games that you loved as far as, you know, the, why retro gaming is making a comeback. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I mean, and and talking of retro gaming and stuff that's coming back in style, I'm going to let you talk about the next one. something that right after last week, we talked about this and literally the next day this was announced. Yeah. I was like, that's just our luck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that it would be announced the day after. So this comes to us from Nintendo.com. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System Classic Edition has been confirmed. It will be released September 29th, 2017 for $80 and will come with 21 classic games. And I'll list through all of these really quick. Super Mario World, F-Zero, Mario Kart, Super Metroid, Link to the Past, uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Punch-Out, Castlevania 4, Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby Superstar, Final Fantasy 3, Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Mario RPG, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and the for the first time ever, the never-before-released Star Fox 2. Which, which you can unlock by beating level one of Star Fox. Which is, uh, I think, was basically uh, Nintendo's ace up the sleeve for this yes. thing. I was That was a nice, pleasant surprise. I'm not going to lie, because that game was completed 
back in the day, but mm-hmm. for some reason, and I, I have no idea why, but it was never released. So I think that was really good of them to put the system or put this game on the system. But the question is, how many of these things will be out? Well, that because Nintendo- brings us to oh, go ahead. the next article that I brought up. And uh, it's it's not so much about it. It's just kind of a breakdown of everything that happened this week. Uh, it was on Kotaku. And it basically this says, uh, do you believe Nintendo? The The quote from them is, we will produce significantly more units of Super NES Classic Edition than we did of the NES Classic Edition. Nintendo does its best to reassure preemptively angry fans that its latest retro console offering will be easier to find than its last one. Do we believe them? I really want to say yes, but it's one of those things that I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. I they've like you said they have they've been quoted as saying they will release substantially more but they've also said that there may not be any more produced after the end of the year. So the SNES Classic is coming out a little bit earlier than the NES did. NES came out in November. This is coming out at the end of September. So you basically have 4 months to get it. Yeah. Well, I, well 3 months and Three months and change, but I'm I want to, but I just don't know. They've they've screwed up so many times. They screwed up big with the NES Classic. I even think they screwed up to an extent with the Switch. Now I have seen the Switch is becoming more frequently seen in stores. You know, I went in our our Best Buy last week and they had quite a few in stock. Yeah. And even in Target, they had a couple in stock. So you're starting to see them a little bit more. Yeah. That's so never actually hopefully been they a, can keep that up. That's never really been a problem here where I live. Every time I go to a, a store, there seems to be at least a couple of Switches available. Um, but like like we talked about, I, I'll believe it when I see it if Nintendo produces enough super nintendos to kind of stave off uh um uh what do they call it uh not sniping but um scalpers scalpers i couldn't think of the name scalpers um but i i mean i know what's going to happen at least at first there's going to be scalping but i just wonder like how many units are they planning because how many units was it of of the NES did they put out like only like a hundred thousand or something like that. Something like that. I know the target I went to or maybe a the day it came out, they only had eight in stock. Yeah. I mean, each store I, needs to have at least 20 to 30 of the super Nintendos to, to not have that happen again, because they're taking a big risk with people doing this because you know, it's, going to be very easy to piss people off if they can't get a super nintendo much like they couldn't get a nintendo classic i also think that every retail store no matter if it's target best buy walmart gamestop wherever it is that sells these things whether you pre-order them or not there should only be a limit of two per person yeah no no picking up like four or five and saying, oh, I'm getting these for other people. Yeah. No exceptions. 
you can only have two per person. Oh, I totally agree that that would be one way to stop it. Uh, but then again, what's to stop them from, you know, having someone else with them go in and order two, and then they get two, and you know, they just kind of get coordinated with other people, but they got to do something. They got to put out enough of these things to kind of keep people sated because if this, if, if they have another problem with this, that they did with the NES classic, they're going to have a big trust problem on their hands. Yeah. Which kind of going to the SNES classic itself, what do you think of the lineup? It's a great lineup. I mean, there's a couple of games I, I really wish could have been on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Legend of Mystical Ninja being one, uh, because that was not necessarily, uh, I think it might, it might not have been a launch title, but it was very, very early in the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of games that I used to play that I wish was on there. Uh, I'd have to kind of go through a list. Um, I actually just closed out the window. Is Super R-Type on there? Uh, it is not. Yeah, that's another game that should have been on there because that was, um, you know, that was a pretty big game. And what about like yeah. ActRaiser? Is ActRaiser on there? No. That That's another huge title, launch title for the Super Nintendo that should have been on this thing. And I understand these games are bigger, you know, but you can put, have they could have put so many more games on this thing. I mean, 21 games is not bad. I mean, I'm not complaining, but you had 30 on the Nintendo. Why not do another 30? I mean, put another nine games on this thing or give us the opportunity to go online and purchase to the machine. Yeah. The games that I really wanted that aren't on this list are Donkey Kong Country 2 and um, Turtles in Time, Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles 4. That's, that's one I would have thought would have been on here. Yeah, because that game was really popular. But, I mean, I, I like the lineup. I think it's really good. You know, most of these games I have at least played through once or dabbled a little bit into. The only ones I think that I've never played, um, never played Mega Man X, Castlevania, Kirby's Dream Course, Final Fantasy or Contra, but all the other ones I've kind of at least delved into. And, yeah. You know, a lot of these games I've, saying their praises on this podcast so i've played I, i'm excited for it um, oh, go ahead i've played most of these and i mean not all of them i haven't played like final fantasy 3 or earthbound or earthbound or yoshi's island or anything like that but i have played like street fighter punch out castlevania super metroid f-zero zelda super mario world all those type of games star fox um mm-hmm. i lost my train of thought uh oh yeah um I really would have thought that the uh, the Star Wars games would have been on here. The Super Star Wars games. Yeah, or at least Super Star Wars. Yeah, at least that one. It's yeah. weird. Like that, that's kind of conspicuously absent because that was a pretty big title for the Super Nintendo. Maybe it had something to do with licensing. I mean, probably, but look, Nintendo has all the money in the world. <laughs> They're the yeah. Disney of video games. They could afford to license some of this stuff for release on this thing. Cause look, I mean, not that Lucasfilm needs the money or Disney needs the money, but how much money could they have gotten from the sale of these things? You know, every little bit counts. Yeah. And I love the box art, by the way, it just takes me back. Oh yeah. And it comes with two controllers 
And I hope the cord is at least a little bit longer. <laughs> I'm sure it will be this time. The, than the three-foot cord of the NES Classic controller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this thing looks exactly like the old box used to. The, the box art yeah. is so awesome. It's And it doesn't really have, like, it. it doesn't look old you know like the box art still no. looks like it's something that could be released today at least it's I so good so. i love the super nintendo but uh but let's go ahead and move into this month in gaming history in 1985 july namco releases baraduke aka alien sector i never heard of baraduke but i have heard of alien sector and i believe that was was that a Nintendo title? I it was. Let's see, I arcade sharp X six eight thousand, and then was put on the Japanese Wii Virtual Console. Because hmm. so no, it sounds like it didn't actually come out on a console. I might be thinking with the of exception Alien. of the virtual. I might be thinking of Alien Syndrome. That might be what I'm thinking of. That that's, you know, I love that name though, Baraduke. Baraduke, like Marmaduke. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Marmaduke. Yeah, or the Babaduke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, in July of 1985, Sega releases "Hang On" by Yu Suzuki and AM2. It is the first of Sega's Super Scalar games. Its motorbike cabinet is controlled using the body, starting a Taiken trend of motion-controlled hydraulic cabinets in arcades some two decades before motion controls became popular on video game consoles. I've never heard of this before. Oh, I used to play Hang On all the time at the arcade. Uh, it was an actual like body of the bike you could get on and lean to actually turn. Um, you know, oh, I've seen this running. before. You can still find yeah. these pretty much in every arc or like bowling alley or <laughs> something. Yeah. You know? No, I've seen this before. I never played it, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. But uh, in July Sweet. 12th of 1990, Nintendo of America publishes Final Fantasy for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America. The game started Square's popular and long-running Final Fantasy series. You don't say. <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> no. Uh, I no, love, I mean, I it's... Love when they put like no shit sentences in these things <laughs> like really this started the final fantasy series thanks for telling me that <laughs> and in other obvious news final fantasy one started the final fantasy yeah. series <laughs> i thought that was star yeah, wars i mean started that yeah like i i've never played really final fantasy except for mystic quest but you got to give them credit. I mean, the games are still going. They're still popular. People love them. You can't knock it. Uh, looks like our stream may have stopped, and I don't know why. That's weird. Uh, let me check it out. It's looks let's like see. It's still going on my end. I don't know what the problem is, but let's let's go ahead and keep going. Yeah, it's we'll it's working it on my end. Yeah, we'll we'll but, figure uh, this out as we go. But yeah. um, on July 20th of 1990, uh, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake for the MSX2 computer is released exclusively in Japan. It's Konami's last major game for the hardware. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Never played a Metal Gear game before. I never have. Well, I can't say I probably have. I pro- I think I played Metal the original Metal Gear for Nintendo and didn't like it too much. But I was a kid, so, yeah. Yeah, that far. I did like playing a snake <laughs> in Smash Brothers for the Wii. Oh yeah, that was kind of a cool that. deal when that happened. Yeah, because you get to see Solid Snake fight like Mario and Link and Samus. It was it was pretty cool. On July twenty seventh of nineteen ninety, Nintendo releases Doctor Mario for three Nintendo platforms. I also played a little bit of Doctor Mario this weekend. I it's did quite too. fun. Actually, I played the other night. Dr. Mario is still great and holds up. It's got some catchy music, too. Oh, yeah. And I still can't get past, like... Good stuff. I still can't get past, like, level 15. It starts going... Like, there's just too much shit going on by then. Yeah. But no, Dr. Mario was pretty fun. You know, it's it's kind of in the same vein as Tetris, just with a little bit of a a Mario and medical spin on it. Yeah. So it's, it's a good great stuff. Game. I'm glad they added that to the Nintendo Classic. I wish I could have gotten one. Would have been nice. <laughs> but uh, let's go. You ahead never and know. Maybe into... one day. What's that? I what said, you it? never know. Maybe one day. Uh, yeah, right. I don't have the money <laughs> to, to drop on one now. I'd rather just go buy the games. And uh, let's go ahead and move into our uh, middle of the show here, and we'll talk a little bit about books before we move into our review to, for tonight. So, Derek, I'll let you take it away. So, for you, the listeners of the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. As we mentioned earlier, and as we mention every week, they have a ton of books to choose from, over 180,000. It has every genre for every type of reader. If you like mysteries, they've got mysteries. If you're a romantic type, they have romance books. If you're a gamer, they have books from the Halo series, Gears of War, Mass Effect. They have so many Star Wars books, fiction, nonfiction, autobiographies. There's no excuse for you not to at least try out Audible. Uh, Jason, I know you finished Lords of the Sith and were you weren't too happy with it. H- have you moved on to something else? Uh, yeah, I'm actually um, actually the other day uh, I went back and listened again to Tough Shit, uh, Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good by Kevin Smith. I love that book wow. so much, and I've listened great to it Kevin probably Smith. six or seven times now. It's a really short read. Um, it only takes what like maybe. 
five hours to listen to the whole thing. So it's not a too terribly long book. Yeah, if you're looking for a cool book with that's funny and um, kind of inspirational, I, I highly recommend it. And it doesn't take that long to listen to either. You can listen to it in a day. Yeah. No, Kevin Smith's great. So oh, yeah. definitely check that out if you're a fan of his. But to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com/nerdcave for your free audiobook. And this week we're going to be talking about the Batman. And music, which this game's got some great music in it. It's one of the, the that track was really good. Yeah, it's 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 one of those games that kind of reminds me. The music really reminds me a lot of uh, like Ninja Gaiden. That kind of just heart pounding, you know, awesome chip yeah. tune music. Like I could listen to that all day. But uh, Batman the video game is uh, – it was produced by Sunsoft for the Nintendo Entertainment System and Game Boy, loosely based on the 1989 film of the same name. Despite having the same title, each is actually a different game. The NES title is arguably the best known and contains five levels com- culminating in a showdown with the Joker in the bell tower of the Gotham Cathedral. It was received quite well despite challenges from the movie – despite changes from the movie upon which it was based – uh, Sunsoft followed up the release with Batman, with Batman Return of the Joker, and I will admit that I did not get to play that game. Um, and I'm going to, for people that are watching, I'm going to hold up the, uh, the cartridge here. Probably one of my absolute favorite cover arts to any game <laughs> because, oh, yeah. I mean, look at how awesome that is. It's the, you know, it's the golden black Batman symbol from the movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. And that's probably my favorite bat symbol is that one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like all the different iterations of it. Uh, like the, I still like the fat bat, the Frank Miller fat bat where it's just black. There's no gold on it, but man, there's just, when you see that, that gold Batman symbol is just, it takes me right back to 1989 and the bat frenzy that America was in that summer. Do you, you were probably too young to remember the, the Batman frenzy. Yeah, I was, let's see, that was 89. So I was three or four when that happened. I, my, my uncle who's close to your age, I think he's a little bit older than you are, has told me stories about how big of a deal that movie was oh, when it came no out. Idea. So I, I wish I could have been, you know, a little bit older to, to remember it. But like you said, that bat symbol, it, yes. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think it's the most known. Like you see yeah. it and you instantly know that's Batman. And yeah. I instantly think of the movie. Oh, yeah. And I, I know it, it's had some mixed reviews. I know some people don't like Michael Keaton as Batman, but I actually really enjoyed that movie. Oh, that, Jack Nicholson was a great Joker. That movie still holds up, man. I don't care what anyone oh, says. Sure. That movie still holds up. Yeah, it's... it's Got its problems, but you got to think in 1989, 
the only other superhero movie we had was, you know, the good superhero movie was Superman, which was 10 years Late before 70s. That. And then after that, we had Superman 2, which was okay. And then Superman 3 and 4, which were abominations. And the only Batman screen on the screen that we had at that time was the 60s TV show. So when yeah. Batman came out in 1989, I mean, it was just like, holy shit. <laughs> I've said shit yeah. a lot on this, on this show. But um, you just... I remember begging my dad to take me and we went, we didn't go opening weekend. We went the week after the second weekend. And I remember mm -hmm. we went to a theater that had, uh, it was, you gotta remember back in the day, there weren't multiplexes. Um, we had two theaters. One was inside the mall. One was outside the mall. And when the one outside the mall had two big theaters in it and one side was playing uh, Ghostbusters two and one side was playing Batman and the line for Batman was easily, I'd say probably a quarter mile long, easy, like almost wow. wrapped around the mall through the parking lot. Uh, me and my dad had gotten there early. So we were relatively close to the front. I'd say we were probably the length of a football field from the actual ticket booth wow. to go get. And of course, for the Ghostbusters side, there weren't too many people going into the theater. <laughs> and don't get yeah. me wrong, I like Ghostbusters too, but it doesn't compare to Batman. So, uh, no, you know, I, I just, I still remember going into the theater and just watching that movie it was just, it was life changing at the time. And then, you know, Batman does has hasn't had all that great of a presence in video games other than the Arkham series, the Arkham series really made, you know, made you feel like you were Batman, but you know, going looking back in the past, Batman hasn't had that great of a showing, but this version of Batman, the Nintendo uh, version, the Batman, the video game was a great game. And to be uh, a licensed property, I mean, yeah, they did take a lot of liberties with the actual story, you know, it kind of loosely follows the movie culminating, like it said, with the the final showdown with the, the Joker and the, the, the cathedral. But, mm -hmm. you know, you couldn't have asked for more than this because, A, the music's great. B, the graphics are awesome. C, the, the controls, the hit detection, it all works. And D... You know, being able to switch through your different weapons. I mean, you've got your Batarang. You've got, like, this little missile launcher. You've got another kind of uh, flame. Like, all kind of different power-ups that you can get throughout the game. Uh, my favorite thing happens to be the, the Batarang, which I'm always switching between that and, and just fists. And then another mm -hmm. thing that this game brought out was wall jumping. Which, you know, you can do it in Ninja Gaiden. But, and I don't know really... Which game came first? I guess Ninja Gaiden probably came first, or it came out around the same time. But the 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 wall jumping on this game is what makes it so fun because you can try to like get to different areas and like you know you can take different paths if you can like time your jump to hit a certain spot and then jump back up and jump to another ledge. It's just it's got so many cool little things that you can do like that. Um, 
but everything about this game just is really good. My only problem with it is it's so freaking hard, man. This is one of the hardest games. Like I thought Ninja Gaiden was hard and like, and I don't know if anybody follows our Instagram. I just got this Batman game again. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I found it at the flea market and I haven't played this game in probably, you know, how long has it been since, you know, 1990 was 27 years ago. So roughly between 25 and 27 years ago, I played this game the last time I played it. So I'd forgotten a lot about it. Um, But this game is ridiculously hard and I got a bad case of Nintendo thumb the other night playing this thing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, uh, it says, uh, it said, yeah, it says um, it's reminiscent of Ry- Ru- Ryu Hayabusa's wall scaling in Ninja Gaiden. So this must have came out after Ninja Gaiden. That's what it sounds like. Now, I do have a very important question mm-hmm. about this game. I have to know, do you get to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I think that actually is one of the cut scenes. Uh, I haven't gotten that far um I haven't gotten to the end of this game. I got pretty far the last couple of times I tried to play it. I was trying to see if I could beat it before the actual uh, review tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot who was the last boss that I got to because the uh, you can play the uh, number of DC villains appear as enemies in the game, including Deadshot, KG Beast, Maxi Zeus, Heat Wave, Shakedown, and Night Slayer. Uh, the bosses in the game are Killer Moth, uh, the Electrocutioner, uh, and Firebug and the Joker. I think I got to Firebug the other night. Um, oh, okay. It says, while Batman and Batman the Cape Crusader were not based on a movie, uh, this game was. The prototype version of the game had some significant differences, such as a one-up icon and entirely different cutscenes. The game's last boss was Firebug, and there was no Joker boss. Instead, Batman defeats the Joker in the ending cutscene. The art and dialogue were changed from the prototype to the final version to better reflect the look and events from the movie. So I guess this game must have already been in development before the movie came out, and they just kind of retrofitted it. That's what it sounds like. But I mean, I'm only seeing the, the screenshot here on the Wikipedia, but I really like the look of it. The graphics, you know, for the NES mm-hmm. look really good. From everything that you're sounding and talking about, it's it sounds like a really fun game. Yeah, and it's got really good cutscenes in it. I mean, for being an NES game, the likenesses are really great in the cutscenes. I mean, it basically follows like the main plot points of the movie you get a cutscene for. So, you know, the part where mm-hmm. the you know, he's going into Axis Chemicals and he shoots the door and drives through it. And then you got to go through Axis Chemicals and then you get the next cutscene and the next cutscene after every kind of level that you go through. So, and the cutscenes are look really good. So, I mean, I just, uh, that's one of the big pluses for this game is that the graphics are so good on this game. And it, yeah, it's really hard, but. It's like I said, it's one of those games kind of like last week when we talked about Castlevania, even though it is ridiculously hard, it makes you want to keep back, keep going back to, to play it again and again, because you're just like, oh, I know I can get that jump. I know I can, I know which way I need to go now. I know how to get past this guy. It's like it just something it's got that sauce in it that just makes you want to keep going and going through it till till you finally get past that point. 
or that you can't get, you know, you can't get past. And that's what's great about video games like that is when it has that little thing that makes you want to keep coming back for more, even if it's so frustratingly hard and you want to throw <laughs> your controller and break it against the wall. Yeah. But you know what? You're just going to pick it up and you're going to try it again mm-hmm. because you love it. <laughs> That's one of the best things about a video game. Oh, of course, especially the old Nintendo games too, because they can be brutally hard, especially, you know, and it, there's a difference between being hard for hard sake, but then there's games like this, like Batman and Ninja Gaiden and games like that that do have that reputation of being Nintendo hard, but there's something special about them from, you know, the gameplay to, you know, the the, the feel of the game, the like the, the just the, the hit detection, just everything just comes together and just feels so right about it that no matter how hard it is, it just you just keep wanting to play it. And this is one of yeah. those games. No, I I totally agree. And it's good to see, you know, Batman have more of a presence in video games now because you mentioned the Arkham series, but yeah. I'll even throw in the Lego Batman series. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the I don't know if you saw the movie. The movie was fantastic, I but the games are really really good. Uh I, I excuse me. Um I actually um saw the Lego Batman movie for sale yesterday in Walmart and I almost bought it but I did not and I can't really say why I just kind of like now nah, just I'll rent it or something and it's worth a watch it's honestly even comparing it to some of the other Batman movies it's in like my probably my top three it's that really? good it, it's oh, a great wow. tribute to Batman as a whole like the 66 show the comics, the new iterations, it's really, really good. Well, that's the great thing about Batman is no matter what iteration of Batman there is, there's something to like about it. You know, the yeah. 66 Batman was so different from, you know, this version of Batman. And then the 90s Batman kind of got a little off track, but for, you can yeah. still go back and watch those movies for the humor factor and just like watching almost MST like doing MST three K with those movies, just kind of like, what were they thinking? You know, <laughs> I will, I'll say this and I might be in the minority. I actually don't mind Batman forever. I actually like, like for that what movie. The, yeah. For what that movie is, it's pretty good. Now, Batman and Robin is an absolute train wreck. One of the, but few it's movies one of those I things like out. some, Oh, go ahead. So one of the few movies that I actually walked out of, Thankfully, I didn't see that in theaters. I didn't see I didn't see any of the original Batman movies in theaters, probably because I was a little too young then. But all the other ones, you know, from Batman Begins on, I've seen. Yeah, I love I just I love everything Batman, especially like this game. You know, I'm going to give this game. I don't want to give it. Too high of a score because it is a little I think a little too hard. They probably could have scaled back the difficulty of just a little bit. So I'm going to ding it for that, but I am going to give it an eight and a half. Nice. Well, that, that's a solid grade. So hopefully one day I'll get a chance to, to play this or at least, you know, watch some gameplay of it. Cause 
it, it looks like a fun game. It's great looking, and like you said, it's Batman. So yeah, and if you ever really get a chance, about that. like if they ever have it for sale on like the Nintendo eShop or anything, pick it up because it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. But uh, but that's going to bring us to the end of the show. So uh, Derek, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we leave tonight? I don't think so. Just, you know, next week I'll be reviewing Crash Bandicoot 2, originally out for the PlayStation 1. That'll actually be the first PlayStation game that's been reviewed on the show, so that'll be fun. Uh, And check out all the other podcasts we have on the Nerd Cave Network. Mondays we have this show, Nerd Cave Retro. Tuesdays we have my solo show, The Derek Diamond Experience. Thursdays we have our wrestling podcast, Battle of the Brands, so if you're a WWE fan, check that out. On Fridays, we have the Nerd Cave podcast. This week, we took this week off because of 4th of July. Yeah. And then Saturdays, we have your show, The Pop Culture Palette. Yes, and uh, actually this week, we get, we got to talk with a couple of filmmakers that are going to be making a Star Wars parody fan film called Hopeless, oh, cool. a Star Wars story. So definitely go over there and check that out at pcpradio.com. But other cool. than that, yeah, I, I'm, think, I look uh, forward to listening to that. I think we're just about done for this week. And uh, next week, you are going to be doing the, the Crash Bandicoot collection. Mm-hmm. Ah, sweet. I'll have to look up some video of that because I haven't seen anything from it yet. It's really good. It's really, really good. And uh, I'm going to try to line us up a couple of guests here really soon, too. We have, we've had a, a guest that we've wanted to get on for a while, Mr. Joey Image, but uh, but he had... Uh, he had some stuff happen and he wasn't able to be on the show. And just recently I saw he was at Nerdtacular, so he's been out of town. But um, <clears throat> hopefully we can get him back in here soon. And I do want to get Wallace Phelps in here because coming up really soon, we need to do our Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Yes, we do. We need to oh, that would be that so done. good. But other than that, the, I the think... Great, the great Wallace Phelps. Yes, the great Wallace Phelps, who usually does our fact-checking after the show uh, and calls us out on Twitter yeah. for getting wrong information <laughs> all the time. <laughs> hey, never let facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, I, fake news, fake news. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, hashtag fake news. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and get out of here for this week. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. You can go to our own website at nerdcaveretro.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro. And you can follow us individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. So Derek, tell them what it's all about. Batman. You've been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.